Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Listen, all you New Yorkers. You Taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. James Flippin, my man, how are you? Good morning, Bo. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm hanging in there. James, i got to ask you about this. There was a woman who mowed down a New York police officer. She did it. There's no doubt that she did this intentionally. Mm -hmm. She admitted that she did it intentionally. She hit him with her car, a black Lexus. The cop went flying. There's video of this. She was let go. She didn't have to stay in jail. Alvin Bragg and the uh, the New York District Attorney there they let her they let her bail out. Well, now she's been indicted. Sahara Dula is her name. Sahara, Sahara Dula has been charged with a slew of crimes: first degree attempted assault that should have been attempted murder, operating a vehicle while impaired by drugs. She was high, as it turns out, on uh, marijuana. At least that's what they say. And reckless driving. Was driving on the wrong side of the road. She hit this officer, sent him sprawling over the hood of her car. What happens here? What's what's happening here with this case? Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, it was back in late January when this originally happened on Park Avenue here in New York. And basically, you know, cops were trying to, you know, kind of direct traffic. You know, there were some things going on. I believe cops were responding to a robbery nearby and this woman doula uh who's a brooklyn resident basically you know wanted to get by wanted to get through and she just tried to go around the officers and totally slammed into one of them knocking him to the ground broke uh, his leg i think the officer also had you know plenty of bruising but certainly the broken leg was the most significant thing and the woman was more or less immediately you know taken into custody like you said freed on bail, I don't even think it was really that significant an amount of bail, frankly. Um, I have it here somewhere. It's like $25,000 or something like that. So, you know, clearly this is not only assault with a deadly weapon, but battery within a, with a deadly weapon. And, you know, um, going further than that, attempted murder, you would think. So it's pretty wild what amounts for you know, the kind of crimes that you either can't or can or can't be kept behind bars in New York these days. And, you know, we've seen some of the fallout of that type of thing this week. Obviously, this is a story that, you know, happened here in New York and the woman's a Brooklyn resident and all that. But you saw that story, Bo, where the guy who's maybe possibly a serial killer, this guy, Rod Almansori, who's accused of killing an escort here in New York City at a hotel in Soho, is being held in Arizona, and the attorney there is fighting extradition because she says she doesn't even know if this guy who's accused of murder in New York is going to be offered bail. Now, right. that seems kind of extreme, maybe, and, and potentially it sort of is because we do actually, believe it or not, still kind of keep people locked up here in New York for if they're accused of really? murder. Really? <laughs> I know. Shocking. Yeah, right. But uh, this is a woman going back to the story of the cop being hit. Well, wait, see, Alvin Bragg is protest. Alvin Bragg says that this district attorney 
that the attorney out in Arizona is playing, playing politics, politics and she's using this she's using the victim here as uh, as fodder and all the rest of that the, that is look I, I would agree with the woman with, with with the district with the attorney out in Arizona nobody understands what's going on in New York they don't get it and so if you look at the news reports she's saying look we're not saying we're not going to extradite him to New York ever we're saying we're going to punish him first so that we know he will at least get some kind of punishment. Right. And then after that, then we'll ship him to New York. And if New York wants to let him out, they can let him out because we can't trust the the decision-making that's going on in New York. And I don't blame them at all, yeah. not one bit. And And also I think it's an interesting perspective in a lot of ways to hear from that attorney in Arizona, Rachel Miller, I believe her name is, because – what she had made a point of saying in her in her comments explaining why they're going to fight extradition in that case is that she doesn't think, you know, the New York City cops did anything wrong. And, you know, maybe she's got certain thoughts about, like, associate or assistant district attorneys here in New York. Because, for example, the case that you originally brought up, Bo, this woman, Dula, who purposefully hit a cop on Park Avenue, um, prosecutors wanted to set bail at 100000 And then the judge reduced it to 25000 and we know there's all kinds of laws here in the state of New York now over the last, you know, whatever it's been, five years, where judges kind of have their hands tied in some cases in terms of what they can and can't do trying to keep people behind bars when they're accused of violent incidents. So, um, yeah, it's all very bizarre at this point when you think of, you know, I don't know, I'm a kid who grew up watching Law & Order and stuff like that. You think of the Manhattan District Attorney's Office as kind of like this, you know, bastion of trying to protect people and, you know, uphold the law and all that. And it's just a TV show. I get that. But um, my how things have changed from whatever that standard was and what we're dealing with nowadays. Yeah, the progressives and Alvin Bragg. Uh, bring us up to speed on the case of this nursing student who was uh, 26. I, I, I'm sorry, 26-year-old man, I think, has been now charged with it. Yeah. As uh, Derek Hunter pointed out to us in the first hour, the Atlanta urinal and constipation, that's our nice way for the Atlanta <laughs> Journal and whatever. They just they, they say he's a resident of whatever. Uh, what's the real scoop with this, with yeah. this case? Well, no, I mean, you're, you hit the nail on the head in the sense that um, even like the newswire that we subscribe to here at the station, which has a little bit of a more left-leaning bend, um, they say, oh, this 26-year-old man arrested in connection with the kidnapping and murder of a Georgia nursing student, by the way, uh, that student, 22-year-old Lakin Riley, whose body was found on Thursday of this week in a wooded area near the university. Um, the final comment they have in this particular story say, Police Chief Jeff Clark said the suspect lives in the area but is not a U.S. citizen. It's like, okay, kind of burying the lead a little bit in terms of, you know, some of the concerns people have with everything that's going on right now with the open borders. And... Um, you know, not really knowing exactly who's coming across and being able to vet in some way, shape, and form exactly what's going on here. This is a 22-year-old woman who died of blunt force trauma. Um, the guy arrested Jose Antonio Ibarra, arrested yesterday. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. You look at the photos online of this young woman, you know, looks like many of the other young women we know who are in college right now and studying things like nursing. She's posing it. You know, various landmarks, looks like she's on vacation, and, you know, her life cut short at 22. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking. It's awful. But, yeah, this guy, um, 
according to reports, is from Venezuela. And he crossed the border into El Paso, Texas, in September of 2022. And, of course, the open borders, Joe Biden's, we have 7 million people in Joe Biden's tenure. 7 million. I remember that it was that TV show about the naked city. This is one story, 8 million people living in New York City. This is one of the Okay, we have 7 million. This is one of the stories. And these stories are coming up every day. And yet, Joe Biden, Democrats are doing nothing. Now Joe Biden is saying, oh, well, we may use some executive order to try to bring some order to the chaos at the borders, when for his entire term he's been saying there's nothing he could do with executive orders or anything else. Here's another consequence, ladies and gentlemen, of open borders and what it is costing this. There is nobody in the federal government that will be held accountable for this young lady's life. Nobody, nobody, and if we are fortunate as a society, this person, if convicted, that allegedly killed her, might actually, because he's in Georgia, might actually be held in jail, might actually be sent to prison, might actually have to be accountable for the death of this young woman. This is just tragic. It is just beyond belief. Her, the, the family... You cannot imagine what this family is going through. And now they know that the person, he did not know her. This was a case of opportunity. She goes out jogging, wrong place, wrong time, runs into somebody that should not be in America, and her life is over. Yeah, and I mean, just from a reporting perspective, it's worth noting also, Bo, you said, you know, the White House has kind of consistently said it doesn't have much at its disposal that it can do or whatever, but there were a couple of major changes made as soon as Biden got into office, right? He he got rid of remain in Mexico. That's right. Uh, which was, in essence, a policy that said if you're seeking asylum, then you wait in Mexico. And there was kind of a deal worked out uh, between the U.S. government and the Mexican government in that instance. And also Title 42, which was kind of a, you know, COVID-type thing, but at the same time uh, didn't have to go away and was a method the federal government had towards, you know, vetting some of the people coming across and attempting to sort of control some of that flow and stuff like that. 